You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. In last week's episode, I talked about understanding men's vulnerability. And one of the ways that men manifest their shame is through stonewalling. And of course, it's not just men. Women can do it too. So I thought this week I would talk a little bit more about stonewalling and how you can help your partner heal from this habit. So if you are married to someone who in the middle of a conflict suddenly shuts down and walks away, I know how completely infuriating this can be. It can feel so disrespectful and so frustrating. Well, today I really want to talk about what is it stonewalling and why does it happen? But I also want to give you four ways that you can help your spouse if they have this habit of stonewalling. So what exactly is stonewalling? Stonewalling is when you are in the middle of conflict and suddenly your spouse will stop engaging. They will completely shut down and stop responding. It doesn't matter if you scream, if you shout, if you throw things, they are just going to act like you are not there. They will play their video games, they'll pick at their fingers, or they will just leave the house completely. And I know this is so incredibly frustrating. So what I want to talk about today is how you can really prevent this from happening and start new habits that instead of separating you as partners, it will begin to bring you together. So stonewalling sounds a lot like the silent treatment, but what is really different is the silent treatment is really used to punish and control the situation by just not speaking to someone. And it goes, it can go for long beyond the conflict is over. So it can go on all day, can go on for several days, weeks, whatever. It is this long period of just not speaking to the person. Whereas stonewalling is in the middle of conflict. It is at the height of the the conflict and it gets so hot that suddenly someone shuts down and they're done. Between the silent treatment and this stonewalling, they both have a very similar reason and they have a very similar way as to how you can heal it. They both are an attempt to gain control of themselves. When you feel out of control within yourselves, you gotta do whatever you can to kind of restore that control. And it and, and, so, and so a lot of times you'll have to do something that will create a control of the situation. Now both men and women can be stonewallers, but statistically it's usually 
going to be a man. Now, this is very frustrating when your partner begins to stonewall in the middle of a conflict that you are desi- you just want to resolve. In fact, John Gottman, who is a relationship psychologist, says that it is one of the four horsemen that can destroy a relationship. So what's really going on in the person when they shut down? As you all know, there is always a reason behind the way we act. We don't act just randomly for no reason at all. So what's happening behind the scenes? What's happening internally? What will happen is the stress level goes up during conflict. And what happens a lot of times in men and even women is when that stress hormone cortisol is dumped into their bodies, if too much is dumped in at one time, there's something what they call flooding. And it just floods their body and their body begins to to go beyond what they are capable of handling it. And when they do, typically at that point, this person will shut down. And the reason why they have to shut down is to protect themselves. So when you recognize someone that is shutting down, it is not usually meant because they're, they hate you and they don't ever want to speak to you again. This is a, a, a way for them to attempt to, to, to stop the stressor that is happening to them. And so when you see this happening, just recognize that this is actually a very much a defense mechanism. So actually in my marriage, I was the stonewaller and the one to give the silent treatment. I'm also the very much the introverted, I'm the laid back person, whereas my husband Matt was extroverted, he was very much, um, let's talk about this, let's get this hashed out, and we're just going to go at it until we finally resolve this. And so this created a huge secondary conflict in our conflicts because we handled them differently. It created a divide that created even more stress. So it wasn't until we really began to understand how we each are that we were able to help each other in the middle of the conflict. When you have this stress, this dump of cortisol into your body, we all have our fight or flight mechanism, right? We all have this sense of what do I need to do to protect myself? How do I get back to a safe place? And so in this situation, a stonewaller is flighting. They're they're, they're getting away. They're trying to get away from this stress of this conflict. Or as I was, a turtler. So you turtle, you, you withdraw into yourself and you try to put up some sort of protective shell to keep yourself safe. Now, if you are like my husband and you are very much someone that just, let's just get this all out. Let's talk about this. We, we got to figure this out. Let's, we got to go and talk about this. It can be so incredibly frustrating. It can feel isolating. It can bring up some of your own fears of abandonment and not being heard or not being seen. But I want to give you some tips that can help you not create a greater divide in the conflict, but how you can actually build a bridge with your stonewaller. Now, if you are listening to this and you're like, uh, wait a minute, 
I'm the stonewaller. I'm the one that turtles into myself and I just shut things down and I know exactly how frustrated it is because my spouse will literally lose their mind, but I don't care. I don't want to keep talking to them. I'm done. Well, you'll be able to take these tips that I give you for your partner to help you, but you can also turn them around and create a conversation that will open up the door to help your spouse understand what's going on inside of you. So the first thing that you want to do when you recognize that your spouse is a stonewaller is have compassion. You now know that your spouse is not doing this to be cruel or mean or or it is a little bit of a manipulation, but it's not out of manipulation that they are doing it. This is a self-preservation tactic. This is something that they are trying to do to protect themselves from feeling this insecurity within themselves. So in whatever it is happening in this conflict, they are starting to feel very unsafe. And when you feel unsafe, you're going to try to do whatever you can to protect yourself. Repeating what you're doing, continuing to do what you've always done is only going to continue to push them further away, push them further into themselves. It's going to create a bigger gap between the two of you. And then you can recognize that as soon as they begin to pull away and stonewall, that they're probably having their body overwhelmed with stress hormone cortisol and they're experiencing something called flooding. So that leads to the second tip. If you recognize in the moment that this is happening, I know it's so hard when you are angry and you're frustrated and you just want to get this taken care of. The best thing you can do in that moment is to step back and offer space. Usually someone, you think of a turtle, when a turtle feels unsafe, they immediately pull within themselves. What do they do as soon as they feel safe? They begin to merge out of their shell. You've got to be able to recognize this, but then curb your anger and step back. And because the, the, the greatest goal in a relationship is to keep the connection. Even when you are frustrated and angry and having conflict, this, the greatest thing that you can do is to make sure you don't break the connection. And part of that break, part of that keeping that connection with your partner is understanding when it's time to go and when it, understanding when it's time to step back and honoring that in that moment. And so if you are the partner who is the stonewaller, that once you recognize what's happening, what it, you can do in that moment is say, hey, I need some space. I'm getting really overwhelmed. I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm starting to feel this is too much for me. And I feel like shutting things off. Can you give me some time? We can resolve this later, but I need time. And so this is something that you can do if your partner is starting to shut down. Say, hey, let's take a beat. I think we need to take a break. And I can tell you're starting to to shut down. I know you want to resolve this. I know we want to get through this, but right now it's starting to get too heated, too overwhelming. So let's just take a step back. And I know that sounds like, oh, great. But when you're in the middle of screaming, sometimes you can just scream that out. I need a break. Can we do this later? The third tip is a really tough one. None of us like to do this. And that is to take a look at yourself. 
maybe this is after the the argument. That's usually when I find the best time to do some self-assessment is right after the argument. Let's do some evaluation. Let's see what happened here. But the question that you can ask yourself is how did I make my partner feel unsafe? How was I behaving in a way that made them feel like they could not trust me in this moment with themselves? And because they couldn't trust me, they had to escape me. Now, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not saying that that this behavior of stonewalling is caused by you. More than likely, it comes from childhood. More than likely, this is a lifelong defense mechanism that they have established to protect some insecure parts of themselves. I'm not saying you are at fault, but in this moment, they're feeling unsafe. That's why they are escaping. That's why they're pulling away and needing to just shut it down. I got to shut this down. And so now you have an opportunity to ask yourself, how am I behaving that is creating a fear within them that they do not feel safe in this conflict right now? And something else you can, you can really recognize is that uh, stonewalling is most triggered by criticism. So the difference between criticism and complaint is that criticism is actually um, negatively attacking a person's character. So it's using things like you always do blah, 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 or you never do blah, blah, blah. What's wrong with you? So those are little ways that you can actually attack the person and their character. That is something that will trigger that fear of insecurity and inadequacy in a person. And when that 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 heightens that stress, that stress of not being good enough will then dump that cortisol. And so it's this like trickle effect, right? So if you find yourself, this is the perfect time to look into yourself and say, am I a very critical person? Am I someone that goes beyond just complaining, right? To complain would be to say, hey, like I asked you if you could put the load of laundry from the washing machine to the dryer and I wake up and it's still not done. Would you be able to do that now so that the clothes don't stink? That would just be a criticism. That is, I asked you to do something that you did not do. Can you please do it now? Criticism goes beyond that. It's like, what is wrong with you? You always do this. I never can trust you that you're going to be able to do the work. And I get it. Like sometimes this is a repeated pattern. But the more you begin to attack the person, the more that criticism will trigger those defense mechanisms of stonewalling. And then after the argument and after you've done this assessment, how am I making my partner feel unsafe? You can then now go to them when it's cool, when there's no argument, when there's no tension between the two of you, and just ask, say, hey, when we're in a fight and we're in conflict, what can I do to really help in that moment? What am I doing that I could do better? When you put the responsibility back on yourself and you say, hey, I just want to make sure I'm a better partner. I want to be a better wife. I want to make sure that I am am connecting with you even when we're in in an argument. I want to make sure you know that it is safe to be with me and talk it out. Have that conversation, not when things are heated, but when they're not heated. And then you can start putting some language to the way you're feeling and the way you are. And so that when we, when you do get into that moment and there is that overwhelm now you can recognize it and you can have you can pull from that conversation and then you can say hey 
you said that I get too aggressive in my tone of voice and that I, uh, it feels overwhelming for you when I get too aggressive and I just keep just peppering you, right? That they may tell you that. And so you can say, Hey, are you feeling like I'm getting too aggressive right now? Like, and they, or they can say to you, Hey, you're, you're feeling, I'm feeling a little aggression from you. I'm feeling like you're getting a little intense and I'm feeling like it's getting peppered on me. We now have language and we can now recognize that. And one of the things that you can do as the partner who is helping your stonewalling partner, and then you can also say, let me know when I'm doing these things to make you feel overwhelmed. Speak up and I'm not going to be angry or defensive. So that is the biggest key. When you ask these questions to them and you open yourself up and you make yourself vulnerable and say, hey, I'd like to really do better and be better. What can I do to help in those moments? Be sure to take whatever they tell you without defense and without anger. Thank you. I really appreciate you being honest with me and I'm really going to work at doing better at that. Because I want to tell you something in that moment when you open yourself up and say, hey, I understand you shut things down because you get overwhelmed when I begin to get too aggressive or I'm too critical in in our our conflict. I understand you want to shut things down and I really want to do better so that you don't feel unsafe around me. When you say that, you open the door for your partner to say, uh, well, okay, well, when you notice that I'm shutting down, I want to I want to make sure I stay connected to you open that door up. It may not happen right away. It may take time for your partner to get to that place where they feel safe to look at themselves and offer that. But you can start somewhere by taking that first step of responsibility for yourself, because at the end of the day, we want to connect with our partner. You're the one here listening to this episode. And so you have this gift to be able to really heal and connect with your partner. And then the fourth tip that you can do is to find small nonverbal ways to connect with your spouse. And I really want to stress nonverbal. This is because a lot of times as the person who is the stonewaller, um, they tend to not want to always talk about it, especially guys. Guys are typically, stereotypically, I know, they're typically not the ones who want to talk about it, talk about their feelings, how can we connect? They don't want to sit and look and into each other's eyes as we do these connecting sort of activities. But what you can do is create some nonverbal ways to connect. So something my husband used to always do and after we would have an argument or have a conflict, he would always go, I used to drink sodas and they had to be fountain sodas. They couldn't just be like a soda out of the refrigerator. So he would go leave to the gas station and he would go get me a fountain soda and bring them back as a peace offering. But that was a simple nonverbal way to reconnect with me. It was that little way of saying, hey, we're good, right? I love you. I'm, I want to stay connected with you. And so finding ways to do that, it can be very simple. You can write a little note. It can be a kind touch. It can be making your them their favorite meal, bringing them a little snack, just something that's going to reconnect. The biggest thing that you can do is to heal the wounds by reconnecting. At the end of the day, the one thing that we long for in our relationship is belonging, 
is that connection. As you're beginning to help your partner heal, or if you are the stonewaller helping yourself heal from this, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. And you may have some additional conflict as you're trying to figure out how to navigate this new path of healing and breaking the habit of stonewalling. And again, just remember, we all carry wounds into our relationship. Part of our growth as a partner is to heal along with our partners and help them heal. It's going to take some time, but be faithful and continue to grow and build an abundant relationship together. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundant life.